I liked this movie. This movie was bad. I did not like this movie. Movie bad. Bad movie. I loved this movie. Fuck this movie. I really did not like this movie. Oh no! Don't ruin the movie for me! I loved this movie. The movie was good. Alright, I just want to warn you, spoiler alert. That show is also really good. That's, that's, it's a restaurant. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, but we're live. Oh, actually? We just, we just, we just became live. I didn't see the, uh, the little red dot. Well, it's here. And so are we. Welcome to the new episode of Spoiler Alert, a moving picture podcast. I'm your host, uh, Eric. That was my name. Forgot it for a second. It's okay. This is, yeah, it's been a little while since we've done this. Two weeks to be precise. Yeah. Uh, and to my not left is my host, Nick. I think I'm actually right on top of you. Uh, I guess technically. On, on Zoom. Yeah, that, that is true. Uh, we are recording from two different states today. Oh, crazy. I know. Uh, I'm, if you didn't know, I think we talked about it a little bit before we were, um, before I left. I just recently moved to Los Angeles. So I'm here. City of Angels, how are you? Yeah, starting my lifelong dream of being a career podcaster. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, because podcasts, yeah, they've been around since 1996. And you have to go to LA in order to have a successful one. You can't do it from anywhere, that's for sure. It's only in LA, but yeah, I'm in LA. Uh, Nick's still in PA, but he'll be here soon. You'll be yeah, here to doesn't matter. don't fucking worry about it. Yeah, right? Who's you'll asking be, questions? You'll be here to keep my bed. My bed talking warm. To? I've been talking to, to you. You might not say a fucking word to, to who? <laughs> don't no, no, never speak about me. <laughs> who are who? Who'd you, who'd you talk to? Who are you? I am. <laughs> who do you think you are? I am. Um, today's episode is uh, well, it was supposed to be a Valentine's Day episode last week, but. With the move and everything, I've been kind of all over the place, having that time. So we're doing our Valentine's Day episode today because fuck it, we make our it's own. Also, rules. Uh, celebrate moving to LA to chase your dreams episode. That's true. So it's festive still. That's, that's why we picked the movie we're talking about today, which is La La Land. It's a uh, the 2016 Damien Chazelle sort of Oscar-winning movie. <laughs> we'll get into that that was, that was an amazing 90 seconds <laughs> yeah we'll get into that when we get more into the movie but first how have you been nick because i actually haven't seen your face in one week well i mean i send you pictures of me when i'm sleeping constantly yeah wait but yeah doing all right you know been stuck in the queue for like i think two weeks now or maybe just one no it was it was like right it was yeah. the day or two after i left was when you let me know yeah yeah because you left on that tuesday or wednesday or monday or something it was a tuesday morning yeah and then we uh we got the results on wednesday night that thinking of him thinking of all of you it's uh obviously i mean obviously i went through it um yeah it you know i was lucky enough to not have too much uh too many problems i mean you know I'm still, I definitely noticed that like, since I've had it, I've been more tired. Like I just like, even though I the fatigue went away, I definitely just felt like I, uh, it takes me a little longer in the morning to get up than it did before I had it. 
and I've noticed that uh, I've been doing a little light reading, you know, because every single fucking uh, scroll my Twitter feed has one COVID related story. And I saw that there's, I saw there's, of course, you know, now they're saying, well, there's long lasting reper, uh, what's the word? You got it. Sound it out. Repercussions. Repercussions. uh, (laughs) Repercussions from having it. Um, it attack it can attack your body in different ways throughout yeah. like post little tiny guns tracking. going inside yeah so uh that's fun we'll find out i guess in a couple years what it's really did to me but i'm excited yeah. for the journey maybe uh, you got superpowers that's true maybe i'm now able to photon maybe now i'm able to play iran on a keyboard <laughs> or you could be batman there's no there's no in between there's only one end of the spectrum you're yeah. either you're either a jazz man at a party playing Iran or your serious fucking Batman. musician. It's funny because I actually watched Tenet last night and Robert Pattinson is Batman. Oh yeah. Christopher um, Nolan did Batman. Ah, oh shit. Yeah. Come full circle. Uh, but I'm glad to hear you're doing fine. The quarantine sucks, but at least here, you know, at least you're able to keep occupied. You have yeah. some more time to watch movies now. Yeah. I watched two in one day. So, so what did you watch? Way, boy? Way <clears throat> uh we already said the title la la land right yeah we've been talking about that for like 10 minutes now yep um and then the other one was my homework from whatever episode that was uh it was the one before uh it was the last one we recorded so the too fast too furious episode yeah i watched the king of staten island several days apart but uh yeah fun good movie i i liked it we spoke a little about it earlier. There were some things that didn't live up to my expectations, but you know, what are you going to It was a classic Judd Apatow being 30 minutes longer than it probably yeah. needed to be. I definitely felt like when the second act started, I was like, oh, this could have just been where we started the movie. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. I, I still enjoyed it thoroughly and it was, it was fine. I watched it like eight days apart or whatever it was. you enjoy the journey but at the end you're like didn't need to be that long of a journey yeah the uh, one scene that i know i could have just gotten rid of uh machine gun kelly i mean he seems like a fine dude he's an all right actor but that scene was just like wait was machine gun kelly in the movie yeah he was the tattoo artist who was like you can be my bitch apprentice but you're just gonna be my bitch oh like i get the the purpose it serves but it just it dragged on too long. Oh, I didn't see. I didn't even remember him. So yeah. I've already eliminated that scene from my. Well, yeah, it wasn't really central to the plot. But uh, I'm being way too hypocrite or hypercritical. That's fine. Uh, I mean, this early dug, on, you dug the movie. That's all that matters. Yeah. I, I, I too also enjoyed the movie. I thought it's. I don't know. I like Pete Davidson, and I thought Bill Burr stole the movie. Yeah, I thought he was great. His mustache did a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah, that's true. He also just like I like angry Bill Burr. I like him the whole time where he's mm-hmm. just he's just miserable and angry, but then he gets a taste of that sweet, sweet Aunt May. And yeah. Then, and then and then he's like, oh, I'm going to be a little happy. She does a great Staten Island accent. I know. Really brought it back to the My Cousin Vinny days. It was like, it was essentially like you could watch it as her being like <laughs> the My Cousin Vinny character. Yeah, it's, uh, oh, fuck. What was her name in the movie? Do you want me to actually it's pause? Something, it's something Italian as fuck. No, I'll, I'll do it in real time. Uh, Fuck it, we'll do it live. Bill O'Reilly. R.I.P. Bill O'Reilly? <laughs> that was her name? No. Bill O'Reilly's the one who said, Fuck it, we'll do it live. Uh, 
Mona Lisa, right? Mona Lisa Vito. I got the answer. It was Mona Lisa? Yeah. That's... Today's episode is sponsored by aluminum cans. That was the sound of it. Uh, all right. So, King of Staten Island, big fan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not like my favorite Dread Apatow movie, but I think it's a solid entry into the collection. No, your favorite one is This Is 40, which is literally an hour longer than it needs to be. But, yeah, JB, but. Cool. Flyers forwards, JBR and Scott this Hartnell are in the movie for and no. And isn't wait, isn't there another one? Isn't Braden Shen or yeah, or Braden Coburn like in there? I, it might be. Yeah, now it's Braden Coburn. I think. Yeah, yeah. Now doesn't make any sense why they're in the movie, but they were just hanging out. I don't know. <laughs> they were just trying to get Leslie Mann. That's literally the and Megan Fox. I'm pretty trying sure to get man handled. Oh I yeah, Leslie Mann. Thanks. Uh okay. What did you watch? Well, I had homework too. And you did it like a good little boy. I did because I actually watched the movies. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. That was it's not mean. a competition. That was me. That was me. Uh, anyway, I watched You've Got Mail. And funny story about You've Got Mail. I too watched it in a prolonged sequence of events where it took me five hours to finish the movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wait, yeah, why I, did that happen? Did you tell me this? No, I was saving it oh. for the pod. I, I mean, what literally wow. happened? What literally what happened? What happened was essentially um, started it, and it was like, what was it Saturday? So it was like the, the first day where I really kind of felt like, all right, I'm settled in, and I can kind of just like sit down and fucking do my homework and watch this movie for the pod. And then like I was like, oh yeah, I got to go to Rite Aid to go get some fucking stuff. So then I got up, left. Then I got up and I was like, oh, wait, I got to go do this in the in the apartment. So I started doing some other stuff. And then I came back, watched a little bit. And yeah, it just took me like five hours to get through this entire movie. Like it just kept pausing. Crazy. I know. But uh, I did really like the movie. Um, it's sweet, wholesome, white cinema. Like it's essentially some pure, pure turn of the century stuff. It's it's it was but it's really good. It's sweet. Meg Ryan's like really good in it. Tom Hanks literally every time. All right. So Tom Hanks for me. He's not my favorite actor, but he's like, every time I see him in a movie, I'm like, fuck, I love Tom Hanks. And then, yeah, he's consistent. And then after I'm just like, all right. And then I like, don't really think about Tom Hanks, but then I (laughs) caught, but then it comes back and I'm just like, God damn, I love Tom Hanks. You don't need to think about him. He'll be waiting for you. Like, Even like if you whenever you want to come back, like honestly, Tom Hanks and Denzel are similar to me because they're both like amazing in what they do but I never think about them outside of like, I think of like, uh, have they done any movies together besides Philadelphia? Did they do wait? They were both in Philadelphia, right? Yeah. Uh, I think, I think that Denzel's the lawyer. Who's bingo. Not who's, who's not. I, I don't think he's on, um, Tom Hanks side. I think he's the one. Yeah. Fight. They're on opposite sides of the poster. Yeah. That, that is they they are uh no i just looked up the poster so i could remember are you trying to look up tom hanks movies they've done together no i just wanted to make sure that i was right about this one and i was well it's literally only philadelphia they've done boom oh, they, okay well, they, they've only been in one movie and that's perfect because that's where we're from that is true also um 
big shout out to Greg Kinnear doing his biggest Jerry Seinfeld impression in that movie because he looks exactly <laughs> like Jerry Seinfeld. He talks like him. He's everybody looked like Jerry Seinfeld in the nineties. That is true. Late nineties, early two thousand. Yeah, no, that was the craziest part about the movie was that when I looked up on HBO Max when I turned it on, I was like, "This is from ninety eight. I feel mm-hmm. like this movie's from like ninety two. Like it doesn't yeah. seem." It's basically an ad for AOL. And Sleepless in Seattle, you can't yeah. tell me, is not the same. Like, it's the same movie. Like, it's yeah. it's literally, like, they're both the same. I haven't seen it, but they occupy the same space in my head. They also have, like, legitimately the same poster, too. It's just Meg Ryan and Tom yeah. Hanks hugging each other. So it's, I I think they're sequels. They could be, yeah. I know they're both Nora Ephron. I'll have Efron. to watch and report back. They're both Nora oh, really? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I really liked You Got Mail. It's, I mean, it follows essentially this process of like, or the the type of um, romantic comedy tropes. It kind of goes along the same beats as every other. But like, I don't know, those movies aren't made for like the story per se. They're more made for like, you get two really, really charming movie stars, a bunch of good support. And also speaking of supporting, Dave Chappelle like oh yeah Chappelle's great in this yeah he like but why like he's just it, it's it's it, when like the studios were trying to make him like a mainstream comedy guy and putting him in movies like that but it was really funny because it reminded me on an opposite like end of the spectrum when he just shows up in a star is born for like 11 oh, yeah. 11 minutes and you're just like what the fuck is Dave Chappelle doing here he is a big music guy I know that so that, is that one kind of makes sense I think he's just best buds with Bradley Cooper. Like I think that was it literally. That. I think, but in this one, it just was like, oh yeah, Chappelle's the, the funny, yeah. the funny best friend. And he was in Con Air. That I don't talk about that enough. That he I was in Con Air. I didn't know that, but that's actually really funny. Yeah. He's also in Blue Streak with Martin Lawrence. It's a classic. I don't think I've ever even heard of that movie. I'm so it's, sorry. It's a great one. You should watch it. Uh, but yeah, you've got mail. It was a good one. I'm glad you like the get... part where he had poison ivy up his ass, and that's how they meet. Isn't that from the other guys? Yeah, but they say that that is the plot of the movie. Will Ferrell and Eva Mendes are like, it's a classic uh, story of how we met. He, uh, I was an ICU nurse or whatever, doing my residency, and he came in with poison ivy up his ass. One of them. Can you, can you tell? Mm-hmm. One of them. You can take a picture of anybody's face, and I'll tell you what the back of his head looks like. Face back. Face back. We've got some horrible reviews coming out of the gate. It's gonna hit. It's gonna catch. Yeah. Why are you with Alan? I mean, that, that's not what I meant. I meant, um, how did you guys meet? It's a really typical how we met story, Terry. You're gonna be bored by it. I was a dancer for the Knicks while finishing my residency at Columbia Hospital. Alan came into the ER with poison ivy on his rectum. Yes. And needless to say, I fell for him immediately. We immediately uh, spent the next three days at the uh, La Quinta Inn. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, we didn't speak. Three days of not communicating once verbally. We had actually, uh, without knowing it, had developed a, a language of eye flutters and uh, non-verbal gestures. You know, Terry, it was just this primal connection. Mm-hmm. After those three days of non-verbal communication and a whole lot of loving, I had to go to a specialist to get my hips realigned. Similar to... Uh, operating on a German Shepherd uh, when they have uh, hip dysplasia. Mm-hmm. Very painful. It's funny. It's like, it's like a scene from that one movie. Mm-hmm. Always forget the name of it. Uh, with Meg Ryan. Yes. I don't remember a movie where Meg Ryan meets a guy with poison ivy up his ass. I'll think of it. Okay. I'll think of it. So what about you, Terry? 
you have a girl? I did, yeah. We were supposed to get married, but she backed out. It's complicated. Oh. Terry shot Derek Jeter. Shut up, Alan. This is before. That's okay. Ah, she's got mail. That's the name of the That's movie. That's it. Oh. Honey. With Tom Hanks? Oh. Right, and Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. He didn't have poison ivy up his ass. Oh, yes, he yes, did. He did. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Way up there. It's just like that movie uh, with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. She's got mail. And they also call it the wrong thing. <laughs> Instead of me explaining it, just like pull a clip from YouTube and put that in. I'm, I will do that. Or I might leave you in it, explaining it, and then and then just correct <laughs> It'll be so offbeat. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for recommending You've Got Mail. It was, it, was quite the, it was quite the picture. We'll have to do this again sometime. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Um, but yeah, You've Got Mail is on HBO. I think both of them are on HBO Max. So I uh, would recommend yeah. The King of Staten Island and You've Got Mail. It's just an ad for HBO Max. Both movies, same plots. King of Staten Island and you've got mail. Yeah. Yeah. Both there oh, is when his friend got shot, that was wild. <laughs> Wait. The, oh. the, remember in the robbery thing? Oh, they, oh, oh yeah. It doesn't make like it felt so out of place in a Judd Apatow movie, but it made sense for this one. Oh yeah. I thought like Pete Davidson was gonna fucking die in this movie. Like and that yeah, would have so been I. I was like, isn't this based on a true story? I don't <laughs> uh they were, I guess Judd was weekend at birdieing us this whole time. Yeah. Where Pete's been dead, but they've been dragging him along. At the end, they could have done a 9-11 reveal, like in Remember Me, where <laughs> they just pull out and they're on the Twin Towers. Didn't they do that? Wasn't he at, wasn't the ending of the movie, was he at the Freedom Towers or? He was in New York, but I don't think it was okay. the World Trade Center. Okay. Maybe it was. Um, all right. Well, why don't we jump on over to news? Because I think we've, I think we've transition. Talked, yep, talked a lot about uh, King of Staten Island. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what's happened in the news recently? Besides me moving to LA, what's what's happened in film news? Mm. I stubbed my toe in my <laughs> basement. It's not that. It's not that kind of news. Talking talking movie news. Well, then you can pick your own story, but that's the one I'm going with. All right. Well, uh, new Justice League Snyder Cut trailer dropped last week. We're kind of a little backlog, so we're just pulling our best bits mm-hmm. for now. I thought it looked really cool. I'm yeah. actually all aboard the Snyder Cut train. Uh, this movie could either be really good or a hot steaming pile of garbage. Like there is no, there is no in between here. Like I don't think I mean, it's got- it could be. It could just be like a slight improvement on the original. I know, but I think the slight improvement on the original was like, I think the original was quite not good. Yeah, a slight improvement on the original would still be pretty fucking shit. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I think it's going to be an improvement in one way or another. I at least think this one's going to have a complete, like the other one, the the original cut had like jumbled vision. So it was like, like, there was like one little strip of Snyder's vision and then the rest was all like Joss Whedon kind of, putting his fingerprints on certain stuff like batman being jokey and like we know that's no good he loves to do it but we can't allow that anymore uh yeah speaking of which i guess another news story is joss whedon's apparently a piece of shit which i've noticed that segue well i've noticed every single week it seems or every single year it seems like someone comes out and is like oh yeah joss whedon not a great guy and then they just like forget and then the next year it's like joss whedon i think this is the one yeah, this might be the he's one. He's off the nether, the or the nevers now, and uh, and they're really dunking on him by releasing the Snyder cut. Yeah, and uh, he should be done so. 
and uh, for good reason. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was pretty much what there was. Uh, I think it was Carissa. Is it charisma? Charisma Carpenter. Charisma Carpenter. She came out and basically, I guess, long story short, because there was a lot. Essentially, Joss Whedon like shame this this woman who was pregnant into like making her feel bad because like she i guess they she joss he told was her, her like you're not seriously keeping that thing or something like that something shitty <laughs> it was like it was literally something along those lines and then the rest of the cast of buffy seemed to come out and be like yep that's uh that's accurate that's what happened yeah, and it it kind of it kind of ru- solidarity. It kind of ruined her career. It seems like because she she went through. A, she now says she has a like legitimate. Um, what's the word? I don't want to. I don't want to use a use a wrong term here. Man, we're really on thin ice here. A couple of white guys. It triggered a chronic physical condition that she still suffers from. Um, you know, it made her performance anxiety worse. It disempowered her. It uh, made it kind of alienated her from her peers, which I'm assuming, like, feel like was probably a thing in the early, like, late 90s, early 2000s, where, like, if a showrunner or a director didn't like a certain cast member, I'm sure that they, I mean, it probably still happens now, but I, I figured, I figured there's a little bit more of a, it's, it's harder to get away with that shit now with constant social media and constant, ways of getting out that information that like oh this person's been doing this to the their cast and crew whereas i mean it sounds like joss whedon's done this a lot not surprising that it's been a consistent theme among yeah. his uh former collaborators yeah he also wrote a pretty bad wonder woman script i'd i'd i'd, I'd recommend you guys go read that if you do because it's not good Have you read it <laughs> yeah oh yikes yeah it's not great i wouldn't dare Obviously, we are in solidarity with Charisma Carpenter and Ray Fisher, who this all stems from Ray Fisher, which is funny because now it comes back to Justice League. Uh, Ray Fisher is getting, yeah, Ray Fisher is getting himself a little bit of a redemption arc here because Joss Whedon kind of fucked Cyborg up in the the original cut and cut a lot of his scenes out in most of the movie. Yeah, and in this one, I think uh, Ray Fisher is actually a central component to the story. Yeah, you can uh, see that he's in that one uh, nightmare sequence or whatever mm-hmm. you're calling it in the future with the Joker. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I'm excited for the Snyder Cut and uh, the article that I was reading. If you've noticed, is why isn't the Justice League in widescreen? I meant like if you noticed, like that all the trailers seem to be in like uh, 133, and it's I, apparently it's going to use the 133 ratio because he loves IMAX and he wants it to be rendered complete for IMAX but I just don't understand if it's gonna how it's gonna look like is that how it's gonna look the whole time because I think it's kind of a weird look but yeah that would be unusual I could see it being I know IMAX ratio really gets your dick hard so if he pulls it off I'm sure that'll be a good thing for for me I I mean I mean I do like IMAX I watched Tenet last night again and (laughs) movie movies just aspect ratios fucking galore just everything's changing Actually, yeah. speaking of aspect ratios, have you ever seen Transformers uh, The Last Night? Uh, I don't think so. I think okay. I saw the first two, and I saw like the f- the one that was awful. And uh, you, mean, you mean the really good Marky Mark one? 
yeah the age of the fallen or whatever that was called yeah well he the last night's the one after the age of the extinction that's what's called um, extinction um and michael bay did this thing where every scene was a different aspect ratio so it cut in between oh, aspect wow. ratios but like one would be like 235 and then the next one would be 178 and then it would be 133 and then it would be well 235 and every scene fucking changed aspect ratio it actually hurts your eyes like that to me it's too much like it, it yeah. didn't like i think the thing that makes it really um seamless for me with the aspect ratio changes is when like christopher nolan actually like edits them into or like when when like uh the mandalorian had the the scene or even wandavision yeah wandavision uh, does it so well yeah so like when it's like actually a part of the plot as opposed to like or just making it seem kind of seamless where uh michael bay did not but michael bay is not known for his subtly <laughs> no yeah not really his swag he uh he likes uh what's that movie not in the heights what west side story that's his favorite movie wait is that really michael bay's favorite movie yeah that's what he fuck talks it. about how it's such a huge influence on him i can't tell if you're actually joking or not 100 percent telling the truth look it up i will be reading about this what the yeah. fuck i know right? it's crazy <laughs> um anyway uh what else? Oh, uh, the first trailer for Mortal Kombat, uh, the 2021 uh, remake, I guess. I guess it's a remake. I mean, yeah, I guess it technically is. It seems wildly different than anything they've ever released in terms of uh, on screen. Um, I think it looks cool. Yeah, it um, looks wild. Yeah, we got, we got hit with a red band trailer, so you knew it was going to get funky real quick. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, there's, I mean, the, the shot that's been going around on the internet and like the one that really caught my eye was the one where it's um, Sub-Zero uh, literally cuts the dude, fucking picks up his blood and freezes it, stabs him with it and throws him into spiked ice, like, or just um, frozen icicles. And I, I'm, I'm in, I don't even, yeah, is this me? That he stole that idea from me. I was writing a musical called Vampires on Ice, and they would they were using frozen blood daggers. But you know, it's fine. Um, they, they did a good job. That, it was a nice effort from them. Yeah, I I don't really know the story. I it's no Vampires on Ice. I'll tell you that. That is true. There are it might be a vampire in it. Uh, it seems as though I it, I guess they're literally just going into like there's a tournament that you need to go it's essentially the same plot as the dan fogler christopher walken picture balls of fury <laughs> when i forgot uh, dan fogler's in that when uh there's an underground tournament uh we're just subbing out uh table tennis for violent combat fighting to the death which yeah. i mean essentially what happens in balls of fury is there's uh christopher walken kills the guy who loses so like essentially that's crazy christopher walken was in that movie i know what's he doing it's very all i remember is the part with pat Oswalt when he's like mm tastes good and he licks the trophy you know what i'm talking about i hardly remember that movie it was like a fever dream when i was should, 12 give it a or whatever watch because it's an iconic movie yeah um yeah so uh mortal Kombat, same plot as balls of fury 
and I'm I excited. heard a rumor that Shang Chi is going to be a similar concept as like a tournament of champions type thing. Yeah, that that's honestly what I would like. I would like they got uh, they got our boy Batroc the Leaper coming back. He was spotted on mm-hmm. set. George Saint Pierre. He's How also he's also in Falcon and Winter Soldier. All right, right, right. Yeah, so um, I'm excited. Mortal Kombat's going to be fun, and if Shang Chi's also like that, I just like the fighting tournament, like um. I don't know something like like if it's essentially just warrior in the Mortal Kombat universe, and yeah, like Shang sweet. and like Shang Chi is a Mortal or a warrior in the MCU, then that yeah. would just that would be fun. I think that would be a really cool. Um, they should let Gavin O'Connor do a superhero movie. He was gonna do Suicide Squad. He wrote oh, one. Really? He wrote one of the drafts of the James Gunn one. That's pretty sweet um i mean i mean i he wrote a draft i don't even know if i think they're just using james gunn's yeah probably idea but yeah he was going to uh the only other story and then we can jump right into uh wandavision real quick is uh the corella deville emma stone movie trailer dropped a lot of trailers this week and (sighs) how do you feel I don't feel as strongly as most people seem to. I think it's like, it's all right. Um, there's some fun looking shots, and Emma Stone seems to be doing a great job. I uh, I don't know if the whole movie is going to be that good, but I mean, I, they've tried to fun. do this a couple times where they've tried to like humanize the villains with Maleficent and stuff. But and... I don't feel like they're humanizing her. Like she's still fucking wacko. I mean, she isn't just a wacko. Corella Deville is a legitimate sociopath. Like, or yeah. actually, she's a psychopath because she skins dogs for fun. So, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm interested. Um, yeah, I agree. Emma Stone looks fun. Um, they're essentially just taking Joker and making it Corella Deville. It does feel yeah. It does feel similar to Joker. Especially even with like the way that the movie shot with the handheld filmy look, uh, very grainy and grit and like grimy. I mean, that is foggy old London town for you. I know, but it just like it. It looks very like go watch the Joker and watch the Corella trailer side by side. Like it's actually like it's very weird. I saw a tweet that someone said, uh, like Cruella legit looks like a Kubrick movie. Yeah, and then it it was quote tweeted with that tweet that's like I'm seeing a lot of Boss Baby in this <laughs> from a guy who just saw who's only ever seen the Boss Baby. Um, they should make a live action Boss Baby. I'll do it. We'll, we'll do I'll it. I'll be the baby. Well, I'm yeah, I'll it. I'll direct you as the baby. Shave me, oil me up. I'm ready to go. Uh, but you have to be voiced by Alec Baldwin. Yeah, in live you can, action, you can move my mouth like a puppet. We'll shove your head up your ass, work your life. <laughs> yeah, that was Alec Baldwin in that movie. Um, Second other guys reference this episode. I know. I was. I'm gonna keep the go. train going. Yeah. The, so yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm intrigued on Corella. I don't know if. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna be good. It's apparently not going to Disney Plus and going straight to the, oh. only in theaters. Which like I did not know that. I don't know if I want to seek it out. I was going to watch it if it was going to Disney. I mean, it'll be on I'm Disney Plus eventually. Going to theaters anytime soon. So that's true, uh, especially not in the next two weeks. Certainly not. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this turns out. Um, yeah, 
Yeah. Who knows? I'm going to reserve judgment until I see it. And that's what you got to do with movies. Yeah. Uh, okay. Why don't we, because I, I don't really know anything else news-wise that happened this week. Why don't we just go quickly into WandaVision and then, yeah. we, can, then we can go talk about La La Land. Yeah. All right. Uh, WandaVision this week. So we haven't been talking about the past two weeks. Uh, did we? Well, we've talk- been talking about it. We just haven't yeah. put microphones in front of our faces. Did we? I don't even think we discussed the Evan Peters fucking reveal. Like we haven't even. Not on. Not on a hot mic. Yeah. Um, well, obviously that seems to be a little bit debunked at the moment. <laughs> um, I still don't think it's entirely done like i think i still think there's a possibility that that's that's uh another um that that could even be pietro like i still think there's a chance Mm, really i i don't think it is but i think it could be mephisto still i i mean i have another pick of who it could be i mean i think evan peters is in is going to be pietro in this universe i think they're going to pull pietro from the multiverse still like maybe that's like really yeah like i I think i think they're being meta but i think that like there's going to be i don't know anyway let's just get all right so this week it's been revealed that uh if you were living under a rock and didn't see it coming a mile away that agatha harkness who is agnes played by katherine hahn is the one pulling the strings right now uh has been all along has been controlling it's been agatha all along yep banger of a song like straight up also mm-hmm. funny little funny little fact if you watch the credits in the credits it says it was blank all along and Catherine. so they didn't spoil it in the song nice. and and agatha and it was Catherine on singing yes <laughs> um and on lot- top of that the director's voice in the part where he's like do you think maybe you deserve this yeah. That was Catherine Hahn's voice pitched down. Really? Yeah. That I didn't know. That's really pitch cool. Pitch it back up like a, an octave or something. You'll hear that it's just Catherine Hahn. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. really. Um, well, uh, yeah, it was Agatha all along. Uh, Wanda, essentially, this this week's episode was the like uh, Modern Family, The Office, and is it Happy Endings, I guess? Think yeah. is, um, Produced by the Russo brothers exactly uh that it was that like mockumentary talk to the camera style sitcom filmmaking this week and uh we have visions kind of on his own little little adventure right now with uh darcy who got pulled sucked into the hex last episode and then yeah uh it turns out that as it seems like it's more so everything's kind of collapsing on itself. It was time for Agatha to like kind of pull the curtain back and be like, it's been me, bitch. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was starting to lose control yeah. of Wanda. And we're missing something. And we haven't even discussed the biggest part of the episode, which is that this this whole series has been a superhero origin story before mm-hmm. our eyes. Back for, to our pilot. Yeah, for Spectrum, who is Monica Rambo's uh, superhero alter mm-hmm. alter ego. Yeah. And yeah, honestly, her her like get powers sequence is probably yeah. one of the better ones in the entire franchise. Yeah, probably one of the coolest like sequences in the MCU. Boom, mm-hmm. I'll say it. Hot take. And, and shout out to you for using the word the name Spectrum because people have been saying Photon, 
and I'm telling you, it's not Photon. It's going to be Spectrum in the MCU because I go, I go back. She's and- a Spectrum. It's a Spectrum of her characters in that scene. I go back and forth on Spectrum and Photon, but either way, I think it'll work out well. Yeah. I think like either choice is good. I I just think like it would be really cool if it was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna call myself Photon because like that was my mom's call sign and I love my mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's the whole that's and that's how they would say the line. That's the line delivery. <laughs> yeah, you they're gonna actually fire Tayana Parrot Harrett. Wait, Paris. Yeah. Uh, and hire you because of that line reading as Monica Rambo. Yeah, yeah, you should be getting a call pretty soon from Kevin. There's a couple. There's a lot of issues with that, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. What else? What else happened? There was um, well, there's the finally we got the fucking post credit scene. Snooper's gonna snoop. Oh yeah, I mean that's where we kind of saw that. Like, okay, Evan Peters is being controlled, but is he? I think he is working for Agatha, and here's my big old prediction. Think he's nightmare? That's no, that's his mommy, and he's playing Nicholas Scratch, deep cut character. Look him up, uh, Senior Scratchies. Remember the bunny? I'm uh. thinking that is Evan Peters, and uh, he works for his mommy. In the comics, is Agatha Harkness. And he's her little like minion, or he's Mephisto, and they just did a little switcheroo, and he's the employee. Well, as it turns out, do you want to know Nicholas Scratch's first appearance? Sure. Fantastic Four number eighty one eighty five. Oh shit! All right, there we go. So we are. I kind of like that. Thank you. That would actually that that would be cool, and that that feels like something that they would they would actually pull. And then we get someone named Nick in the MCU. Finally, representation for me. And that's why they're doing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the little boys named Nicholas out there feel so left out. Yeah, and I don't even want to hear about Nick Fury because he said nobody calls him Nick, so he doesn't count. They call him Jay, his middle name. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I I. I like that theory because I was gonna say I think he's nightmare. I don't think Mephisto's in this. I think they're. I, I think, think Mephisto will. I think Mephisto's a red herring, and they're gonna pull another, and it's gonna end up being another villain because I feel like they know. They seem to know that Mephisto is um, kind of. Um, it feels like that's like the collective. Like it's it's got to be Mephisto, and I feel like Kevin Feige's like we have to do something to kind of. Twist. So I think there's a chance. Well, what if it did the Agatha reveal? Well, what if it's that's... what if it is just Agatha? I mean, that would be pretty twisty. But yeah, and you what if reveal your big bad in episode seven, and you got no more twists left for us? I don't know about all that. You don't think there's something else that's gonna? We still haven't met no, the Arrow. I think there engineer. is something else. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's possible that it was just that woman. Um, I don't think it is. I don't know if we got her name. It was uh, Corporal uh, something. I don't know. But um, scroll because she's totally a scroll character. No, they think it's the daughter. They think no, they think it's the it's um Taylor's daughter. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, she definitely scroll. I'm saying that woman is Taylor's daughter. And thus, I don't think I don't think she's the the aerospace engineer though, because 
the winking that she's been they've been doing with like making it a huge deal seems like it's got to be someone it's got to be someone of relevance that they're holding off um and there's the whole like paul bettany being all oh well there's an actor that i've that i've always wanted to work with and he hasn't and he still hasn't been revealed yet and it's yeah, either and it's, he said he said again like this week following yeah. that episode that they haven't revealed it I still think it's Ian McKellen. I, I think it's I think it's Ian McKellen or Patrick Stewart. I think that they're going to I they're going that the multiverse has to open up like by the end of the show. Like it yeah. like so it's got to be something someone crazy. And, and that whole commercial, the Nexus thing, um, about like the, leaving your reality, the, the, the depression kind of pills, stuff. the antidepressants are yeah. are both the reality and also they are the are they the the name of the time cops essentially that are nexus in, yeah well nexus is like a designation of uh fucking what's the word they use enhanced individuals it's like a designation in the marvel comics like wanda is a nexus being or but whatever. they're but they're apparently that connects to loki somehow the nexus Oh, okay. And I think they're called something like Nexus officers or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and there was a little bottle that said multi in the back, so like multiverse. Mm-hmm. So I'm just telling you, I think it's coming. Yeah. I think, I think, I think we got a Howard the Duck. It's episode nine. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a wild reveal. That's why they canceled the animated show they were doing. Um. But if I burst through the door, guys, we got to shut this thing down. Howard the Duck's coming to WandaVision. Anything, any other type of uh, things you want to discuss in terms of the WandaVision this week? Or do we hit pretty much all of the uh, the go-tos? Well, I think for next week, I would predict we're going to have a little flashback and, and see how we got here. Like what Agatha's whole story is. And, um, she i think i pointed this out the first time we talked about it her she said that her anniversary was june 2nd which is the day that uh salem witch trial started mm-hmm. and so i'm thinking maybe uh her husband's gonna play into that somehow in the next episode we're gonna see a little history lesson and her license plate was from connecticut and i thought that was interesting I don't know what that means, but I mean, Salem. we're in New Jersey, baby. That's true. That's not I, Connecticut. Connecticut is New England, and there were New England witch trials all over the place. So, yeah, she could take a she could take a little trip uh, from Salem to Connecticut. Yeah. It's a it's a pretty loose theory, I'll be honest, but it was something I noticed, and I feel like not enough people are talking about it. Probably because the theories dot dog shit yeah but i'm gonna run with it we're just gonna run with that one honestly it would be kind of cool if they go back and do like a salem witch trial episode showing like how agatha like came to be or whatever like i i like would love to see a period piece superhero movie like mm -hmm. not like like not like watchmen but like like old timey super i think that's it for wandavision i think we talked about pretty much everything we need to uh this week's i think this week's gonna be a I mean, the the cat's out of the bag, you know, there's... Yeah. So this week's going to be pure. I think we're going to meet... We're going to meet the aerospace engineer either this episode or next episode because there's only, what, three episodes left? Yeah. And there's rumor of a 10th 
episode dropping like at the end being like, oh, wait, there's one more that's coming, which would be. Well, in- so, so there are currently two. We have episode eight and nine left. OK, so there might be another episode coming. Yeah. That's a rumor. I yeah. I and that would be pretty crazy for them to do. I would be pretty down with that. Um, because there is the, the only reason I think that there's somewhat of a, a chance is that there is um, a two week gap in between uh mm-hmm. wandavision and loki and it leaves that one extra week for like oh wait falcon and the winter soldier did i say loki yeah uh yeah falcon and winter soldier i think there's only um so if there's two weeks then that would leave just one week if there happens to be a secret episode which i feel like they don't that marvel now doesn't want to have too much of a gap they want to make sure there's something always mm-hmm. pumping out so that would make most sense, but I could also be completely yeah. fucking wrong. So we'll still see what happens. You know, this just could all just be a dream. That's the game we play. Uh, all right. It why probably is. Yeah, it is definitely wrong, but why don't we jump into. All right. Why don't we hop on over to the movie of the week? All right. I remember you and I'll admit I was a little curt that night. Curt. Okay. I was an asshole. I can admit that. Okay. But requesting Iran from a serious musician is just, it's too far. My lord, did you just say a serious musician? I don't think so. Can I borrow what you're wearing? Why? Because I have an audition next week. I'm playing a serious firefighter. So you're an actress. I thought you looked familiar. Have I seen you in anything? Uh, the coffee shop on the Warner Brothers lot. That's a classic. Oh, I see. Yeah. You're a barista. And I can see how you could then look down on me from all the way up there. I'm done. Next set. He doesn't, I don't, he doesn't tell me what to do. He just told you what to do. I know, I let him. What's your name? Mia. Mia. Guess I'll see you in the movies. Wow, man. Yes. All right, Nick, I heard you uh, had some good fucking feelings about this movie from what what you told me from this only time I've ever seen this. Well, you're actually remembering it wrong. Um, I saw this movie seven times when it was in theaters. Uh, I would, I think, four and a half were by myself. One, uh, my dad, and came, two with he, me. Yeah, I definitely saw two of you. My dad came to one. Like he missed the first like twenty or twenty five minutes, but uh, yeah. And then I saw it in Boston when I was at school a couple times um, alone. <laughs> And yeah, just always been my favorite movie since it came out pretty much. And a lot of people give me shit for that choice, but like, I don't really care. It bothered me a little bit at first. And then one kid told me that, or when I told him that he was like, wow, I just lost a lot of respect for you. And I just thought that was so funny. So now I don't give a shit. And it's just my favorite movie. That's honestly like louis louis was like that's really your favorite movie when i told them about that but uh mm-hmm. i think it's like with that attitude i feel like we'll change the tune is that you're just like i don't give a shit like it's mine yeah like who, why the fuck does it matter yeah um, no it was definitely like we were gonna like they were gonna tease you a little like obviously as a friend but like mm-hmm. it's different than like someone being like i just lost a lot of respect for you like all right dude it's a fucking movie yeah, it's not like it's i like, said that like i'm gonna kill the president like it's yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's um it's also it's not a bad movie it's not like i said fucking garfield was my favorite movie 
Well, Although if someone you, said that, it'd be pretty fucking funny. You'd be right if you did. So, yeah. all right, let's uh, let me read some 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 stats. Everyone loved it until the Oscars. I'm just saying. No, that it's is true. Cool no, early 2017 to hate La La no. Land. No, but seriously, whatever, whatever. That happens oh. every fucking year with one movie. Like, and it's always yeah. like a musical. Like it was uh, like uh, a Star is Born became that a little. Yeah, yeah. Like I it kind of yeah. Like for some I reason. Remember- <laughs> It even happened a little before it, but maybe that was just for me. Because when I went to the movie, we sat down, and my ex, we were dating at the time. She was like, "Just so you know, I have no, I no desire at all to see this movie." And I was like, "All right, why the fuck did you say that?" Then yeah. <laughs> she fucking loved it. So boom, roasted. Yeah, and are we are we turning into a an ex an ex bashing pod or only when it's when it comes to that one story so okay for sure all right it's a 2016 american musical romantic comedy drama written and directed by damien chazelle yeah, it stars ryan gosling as a jazz pianist not penis yeah, i love that guy and emma stone is an aspiring actress who meet and fall in love while pursuing their dreams in los angeles um it obviously was Oscar nominated. It received 11 nominations at the, or no, it received 14. That's actually kind of yeah, insane. I, I think it was the most it was record any movie tying. ever had, or a tied for most. I think the last movie to do that was um, The Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, rightfully so. But uh, yeah, the nice. 89th Academy Awards, it received a record tying 14 nominations in a one in six categories, seven for about 90 seconds, uh, <laughs> including Best Director and Best Actress. And uh, yeah, I mean, should we just like quickly tackle the the subject since it, we keep bringing it up of how the La La Land won Best Picture? Yeah, it was and sick. It, and then it legitimately was pulled away, which is like, low-key funny also really sad for like the producers who like yeah jordan horowitz up there holding it he's like giving his speech and yeah. then he holds up the fucking thing there was a mistake look moonlight uh, one moonlight. um also really good movie I thought he so. played it off well though i don't know dude i if i was up there i would have been like you fucking pieces of shit how could you do this but also, i know yeah impressive poise from the lad also it wasn't even like it was really um who was the one who wrote who, who read it wrong? It was um who's the actor? Warren Beatty and Warren, yeah. well Warren Beatty wouldn't say it. He was yeah. like, I don't think this is right. <laughs> and so he made uh his wife oh fuck, I look real bad. Let's cut this and and <laughs> pretend that I remembered her name. Uh and she's a fucking famous actress. Faye not wait, not Faye Dunaway. She yeah, there's it is Faye Dunaway. No. Yeah. It is? Yeah, but Warren Beatty's not married to Faye Dunaway. Oh, yeah, it is. No, yeah. He's married to fucking... Um... Annette Benning. Yes. Oh, God. Cut that whole thing. I'm going to keep it all in there. Please do not. It's such a rough look. Uh, oh, Faye Dunaway went to BU. Yeah. Shout out to BU. Uh, <laughs> anyway... Uh, yeah, so it, that was a whole thing. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like nine eleven when La La Land lost, because you'll never forget where you were when you saw it, <laughs> and it was equally devastating. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> Same La-la-la. amount of lives were lost. Nine eleven, the equivalent. <laughs> that was my nine eleven. <laughs> I mean, Pete I, Davidson. I mean, I think 9/11. a lot of nine eleven this episode. Nine eleven and Balls of Fury. No, nine yeah. eleven and the other guys. Yeah. I was gonna call this the other nine eleven guys. <laughs> That's yeah. what this episode's called from here on out. Um, all right. So the story of Lalin is uh, Mia, played by Emma Stone. Ryan Gosling uh, plays Sebastian or Seb. Mm-hmm. Never Baz, though. Never Baz. Never goes by Baz. Uh, they are obviously, they're just kind of going their own way. They meet each other. They sing a lot of songs. You know, first Not they're that like. One. That's from a different musical. At first, they're like, I, I, I don't like you. You're you're so annoying, but God damn, I want to sit on your dick. Yeah, that's they, what Ryan Gosling says. And they say that to each other, by the way. Yeah. And then uh, they fall in love. Everything's all peachy. Uh, Mia oh, finally, as as it seems. Mia writes her one-woman show, and fi- which, by the way, all right, let's go into the one-woman show for a second. All right. Yo, Not even oh, done the fucking... Yeah, like, all right. No, I just got to bring this up because we're on the subject. The fact that like she moves to LA and she thinks like a one woman show is going to be the thing. Technically it is the thing that gets her in. It is the thing that gets her, her big break, but such a funny concept. It's pretty delusional of her to do. Yeah. I mean, I genuinely as a, understand that as a character decision, because like she said, she's been there for six years and just keeps going to auditions. Like what the fuck else are you going to do at that point? And it's true, but it's it's a delusional idea that to like imagine if it just I I want to see the wow I want to see the Snyder cut where where it fucking she doesn't the one woman show just bombs. Well, it does. And then and then people just show up. But then the person doesn't like say like oh yeah I thought you were great at your one woman show and then like I want just don't want her to succeed. Yeah, and then she like. Do you think she makes it by the, you think she like does the, you know, the whole whiplash thing where like um, Miles Teller's character, like Damien Chazelle said that like in an epilogue, like in his eyes, he sees uh, Miles Teller's character fucking kills himself eventually. Yeah. Like, yeah. you think that's just where Mia goes? You think it just gets 10 times darker and being fucking just, or you think she just moves? Yeah. I mean, it's really, if Sebastian didn't, tell her if he, if he was a piece of shit and it was just like oh she got a casting call too bad she dumped me last night i'm not helping her then yeah she probably would have just stayed in uh, boulder city nevada and lived her life as a fucking barista your teacher or something a professional I mean, I, barista I don't, think, I don't think she needs to be a barista in boulder city well you can only be a barista in la that's the whole story of the movie. Just like how I can only be a podcaster in the city of LA. Exactly. It all comes full circle. Yeah. One woman shows crazy. Um, Sebastian just decides to become like John Legend's sick double keyboard player, which that song does rip that they eventually do. Absolutely. Play. Slaps hard. And then they start to kind of like realize, okay, like our own individual career paths aren't lining up together. Um, and which, like, realistically... I'd like to point out that you you sort of mistread the plot there. The actual order of events was he runs into uh, Keith, played by John Legend, at the Lighthouse Club. Lighthouse Cafe is actually what it's called. And he gets offered the role, and then he ends up taking it. Then he is successful, 
and Mia does her one-woman show. Because he's so successful, he has a photo shoot that he forgot about and misses the play without telling Mia, kind of this comeback mood. And uh, then they have to go their separate ways. Because of his success, he fucks his relationship up. But then he gets his dream. Boom. And they both have good lives, but then they also realize at the end that uh, what could have been. Yeah, it's uh, I I watched it. It was different watching it this time because it's like I've lived in L.A. now and I saw all these people. I I saw people who are similar to these characters. Like I know a couple delusional actors and not pretentious musicians so much like Seb. But it was interesting looking back. Um, now that I've had uh, some time in L- in LA, because I hadn't really, uh, I think it's the first time. Yeah, I watched it since then, and I would say I noticed that the uh, the epilogue at the end, it's not so much like their, like what their life could have been together, but it seems more like it's what he thought it would be, because ah. you notice that he is still exactly as successful in his dream of getting the club in that. Uh, in that little mystery or uh, fantasy. Oh, so Seb's selfish. I mean, I think the message of the movie and Damien Chisel's work is that in order to be great, you kind of have to be. So I will never be successful because I'm the most selfless person I know. Exactly. Not me. I'm all about money. All right, Seb. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the plot. Uh, we skipped a lot of beat. I mean, no, that was pretty much it, right? Like, we we went through it. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple uh, we missed. I yeah, skipped over the whole party, the What a Lovely Night, my favorite song, even though, yeah, they're not great singers. Oh, well. Yeah, all right. That's the dancing my, was fucking sick. That's, the my, fucking sick. that's my biggest qualm with the movie is the singing. But again, it doesn't bother me as much as other people, whereas though, like, I feel like I enjoy what's happening. Like, I feel like I enjoy, like, mm-hmm. the visual prowess and um like the technical aspects that like okay yeah like they can't but like it's one of the most beautifully shot movies to come out in a while and obviously won the oscar for cinematography although i uh, don't think it should have what did you think should have i don't moonlight looked a little better but yeah i like them both i do too i'm like i'm not mad at one i just i would have rather seen moonlight only because like i don't know i like the look of moonlight a lot i think it's like a very like a but this is more like classically shot, whereas Moonlight's more like, what's the term? Contemporary. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm going for. Whereas well, this yeah, looks... I mean, it's also this movie is inspired by the movies of like the 40s and yeah, 50s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why like Hollywood, Hollywood, the Oscars love to like jizz all over themselves about like if a movie's about um, like yeah. Hollywood. But like it's good because I like it too. So I'll jizz as well. We're Something all... I hate about that whole Oscar fiasco is that now this movie is forever tied to Moonlight and they're always going to be compared even though they're just entirely different yeah no i agree too and we're, we're even guilty of doing it right now but. well i i was just i try not to compare it for that reason i compare it more so because like i just remember throughout the whole season that they were the two movies that everyone was like they're gonna win so i always just remember mm-hmm. them being the heavy hitters that year but i mean realistically like that year i don't even they're not even my two favorite movies like sicario i think is better i like that better um Arrival. I also enjoy High Water. 
Hell or High Water. Some. Like those movies are like a lot of my favorite movies came out in 2016. Yeah, Hell or High Water is one of the more underrated movies of the past 10 years. Like it got nominated and everything, but like people it's don't highly rated. But people don't talk about it as much. Like they uh, kind of like forget about underappreciated. it. Underappreciated. I guess that's I I I'm guilty of always like throwing the the UR word out there, and it's <laughs> never it's never accurate. That's okay. But yeah. Uh, I still think this is a really enjoyable movie. I don't like it. I didn't like it as much this time as I did last time, but it it still puts me in a good mood. Um, I, the, yeah, it's a bit it's a bit optimistic for 2021. Yeah. I like, will say I think re- maybe not in a pandemic sitting at home alone. It would hit better. Yeah, uh, I mean, I you will, weren't alone, but like I was. Oh, uh, that's it, the thing. It it's, still had the magic of when I used to watch it. I was but, a, I was in a room full of people who actually did not enjoy the movie at all. So it helped deteriorate me, my enjoyment a little bit only because like, I don't know, I'm guilty of like impressionable young man. Well, if I if I'm in front of like other people and I can tell that they're not enjoying the movie, like it makes me kind of be like, that sucks because I want everyone to enjoy movies like I just. Yeah. So like I felt like I still I still enjoy the movie when I watch it with people who don't like it. I just get mad at them and yell. And then I I force them to like it. I won't drive them home. I actually went and played chicken with traffic. Um, (laughs) I lost. That makes sense. That's why right. you, you got hit in the head, and that's why you didn't love it. That's true. Uh, here we go. Last thing before we wrap up Moonlight, or not Moonlight. Oh, I did oh. oh no. <laughs> Last thing before I wrap up all and because I think we hit pretty much, I don't know. There's not like a crazy amount to talk about. Like, oh, I mean, I could talk about every scene. I that's could, true. I knew almost every line, which is kind of like weird. It's your mean girls. Because it's like I'm watching a... Uh, well, I actually have read the script, but if you ever like watch a movie and you already read the script, it's very different because you're like, oh, these aren't actors. They're people or these aren't characters. They're actors saying lines that were written for them. That's true. Uh, I mean, obviously all movies are like that, but it's just a little uh, it was a little weird after a break of not. I hadn't seen the movie in, um, I think, a, a whole year. I don't think I watched it last year. Oh, wow. Yeah. But for our sake, so the episode's not three hours, we should probably wrap up. So we'll say what's, well, your-, what's your favorite song? Uh, another day in the sun. Another day of sun, you mean? Or another day of sun. That's yeah, my favorite. That's say it right. Yeah, that's my favorite scene in the movie because I just like the whole. Um... <laughs> so it's all downhill from the top for you. No, I just enjoy. I think that's the best scene. Like it's the same thing for like Baby Driver for me. I think the opening mm-hmm. scene in the movie. That's like I think two very opening or iconic openings. Yeah. Um. And I don't know. I just think like the little nuances of like seeing all the cars with dents in them because you can tell that that's like the tenth take they've done. I think yeah. it's like funny to see, and also just like it's kind of the only song in the movie besides the John Legend one where they can actually all sing. But that, <laughs> but like that's a thing about this movie that I feel like people forget is that it's not. It's a musical, but it's not like like seventy five percent of the movie is not even like music. It's like a weird it's like it's like a it's like a hybrid movie. Like it's yeah. like. It like almost it's like you watch their relationship. It's all like musical, musical, musical. And then there's no music while the relationship's going down. Mm-hmm. And then like the ending is like kind of a musical scene, but it's no lyrics. Yeah. So, in like a, a like a traditional musical, every important scene and conflict happens yeah. through song. But they literally just sit and fight at the dinner table. That's yeah. And it's very like. I don't want to say like cinema verite because that's so like pretentious to say about a movie like this, but it's like it's shot in um, cinemascope. No, like in first person almost. Uh, like they put the camera between the actors, mm-hmm. and it's 
much more intimate than a big grand musical number floating through the stars which happened 30 minutes prior or whatever that's also a metaphor for them getting their fuck on yeah that is the sex scene in the movie as confirmed by damien chazelle yeah like that's why i also kind of okay i give up on the um the like emma stone and ryan Gosling can't sing argument because like it almost feels like it's like i view it as them almost like transitioning from a musical to a like a regular sit like a regular uh narrative movie because mm-hmm. it's like almost like yeah it's weird uh, maybe it's just like me trying to justify the fact that they can't really sing but i, I would thought, say that they can't sing but no, they don't I, sing I, like broadway musical no, singers emma stone or like has there and ginger rogers no ryan gosling definitely is the worst of the two only because like he's essentially just doing ryan gosling voice to to music but emma stone has like you could tell she has like a music like can yeah keep up her to- her like higher register isn't great like she kind of does a little whisper singing at times, mm-hmm. but I mean, she can fucking sing in the uh, "To Those Who Dream" or uh, the the finale, the "Fools Who Dream." Yeah. yeah. Um, and conversely, I would say my favorite scene is the finale uh, dance number, the dream sequence. Uh, I just yeah. think everything about that is, uh, it's a nice culmination of all the music Mm -hmm. and all the set pieces. And uh, it's like a musical of the musical. I don't know how to describe it. Just uh, makes me feel good every time I watch it. Well, I'm glad. And then it's ripped away from you at the last second. I do like the movie though. I do. And I like that finale a lot. Yeah. I think Damien Chazelle is so good at ending movies. Mm hmm. All and three I of his endings, which is probably why I like it so much. All three movies he's made all have pretty killer endings. I mean, the third one he kind of had like hand it to him because like it's fucking true events, fucking moon landing. Like if, if it would have been funny if he started with the moon landing and yeah. then like it was just Neil Armstrong being like, oh, I want to get back to the moon. So he's just like the entire time. It's just him <laughs> pretending he's in. it's like um, it's Tropic Thunder when when uh, Kirk Lazarus is like, I played Neil Armstrong and I got so into character that I was in a fucking box in an alleyway thinking that I was on the moon. <laughs> so that would just be the whole first man. Uh, but yeah, La La Land, it's currently, I think it's on HBO Max. I have it bought. I have it on Apple, like yeah. saved my computer. So I just watched so do it. I. That. Yeah, it's on. Uh, it's on. It's, it's on stars because it's a Lionsgate movie. Oh, so it's on stars. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't think it would be on. Yeah, it wouldn't be on HBO Max because it's not Warner. Well, wait, no, because sometimes there's. Hold on. Oh, unless they licensed it. Yeah. They might have licensed it. But um. It it, it's on Cinemax. Oh. So so it is on weird. HBO. Oh, all right. I think Summit has a deal with um. Well, Summit's owned by Lionsgate, or at least they were when the movie came out. I think it might just be it might just be licensing purposes. That movie might have just Probably. got licensed to HBO. But anyway, it's on Cinemax, so you guys can watch it wherever. If you haven't, um, I would recommend checking it out just to see it. I know that it's kind of become like a punching bag movie past few years, but uh, I enjoy it. Yeah. And Nick's, it's Nick's favorite happen. movie. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, and it hurts my feelings if anyone ever says anything negative about it. So don't do that, please. So that's La La Land. Um, honestly, I'm going to make an executive decision and say since this was our first episode back that we could just end it here. I, uh, yeah, no pitches because I 
Well, actually, I have a sick idea, but I'm writing it, so I'm not going to pitch it. Yeah, let's save. Uh, let's come back next week with a good pitch. Uh, next week's okay. our Marvel our Marvel part through two. Part two. Um, Is it really only the second one? Yeah, we've only oh, yeah, done. Right. Yeah, so uh, we're going from, I think it's the incredible. No, it's Iron Man 1 through the first Avengers movie. Yes. So that'll be a really fun deep dive episode. Yeah, so basically all of phase one. Yeah, the rest of phase one. Um, so yeah, next week will be that. And then I think we're back at it with Fast and Furious. Yeah. Yeah. Or actually, no, because yeah, we are. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, I have the schedule. I'll figure it out. We got a big month ahead because there's a lot of big releases coming out. And I want to do some themed yeah. ones like uh, a little bit of Snyder Cut. Uh, and uh, there's a Godzilla versus mm-hmm. Kong movie that I'd like to do a movie about tied to that so we'll have some fun but uh we're back we're ready to go we're gonna fucking take over the podcasting yes. world now that i'm in la la land and yeah that's it uh let me just get the following shit and then we're good to go uh you can follow us at we spoil movies on instagram and twitter uh i'm gonna make sure oh oh no my internet connection is unstable what? it's it's back though uh, that's why you're yeah that's why you're uh you really lagged out for a sec oh all right um you've got uh nick's going to be our social media guy more now i mean you have been well, i was pretty much doing it like, yeah well you're i'm gonna make sure you do it i'm gonna make sure you do it on schedule now i'm gonna be i know i, I always forget um but I'll, I'll just remind you uh you can follow me at uh beef dubois on twitter you could follow nick at uh, at Boca Raton Department of Commerce. That's true. Uh, you can follow on Parlor. Yes, uh, and yeah, that's about it. Uh, we'll be back next week for our Marvel episode, and yeah. Oh, it's that's... Chamber of Commerce, not Department yeah. of Commerce. What we shouldn't. About? We shouldn't have fucked that up. All right. Got well, there eventually, we'll talk at you guys next week, and uh, have a great time at the movies. I guess if you're can do that no he's going on movies all right well bye-bye everyone shout out new zealand i love gold